This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is After Buzz. This is After Buzz TV's Sherlock After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Sherlock After Show. Hey there, you lockheads, you Sherlock fans, you Sherlock fiends, Sherlockians. Sherlockians. That's the word. That's I'm gonna no. I will try out new fan base names until something tickles me pink as punch. Okay. Uh, hey gang, we're here at After Buzz TV. We're doing. Sherlock season three, episode three, the finale, his last vow. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, of course, are the fantastic, talented Miss Yell Teagle. Hello, everyone. Megan Salinas. Did you miss us? <laughs> <laughs> and Marissa Serafini. What's up, everyone? Hey. Hi. Um, okay, so huge, huge, explosive finale. The twists, the turns, the what <laughs> moments. Yeah. Um, Definitely a few WTF moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly. I'm just going to come right out and call it and say best episode of season three personally I, I and I honestly as much as I love Scandal and Belgravia which I consider still to be the finest installment Sherlock has yet to produce this to me was the first to like come up at uh, come at the crown and like really try to take it down um, you know they're both Stephen Moffat penned episodes uh, they're both incredibly twisty narratives with some really cool camera tricks, really cool transitions. It's a very cinematic episode. We've got a very different kind of adversary uh, who's brought in into the light. We have the return of an old enemy. We have some major betrayals. What did y'all think of it? I think it was really great to see us go back to the Sherlock that we know and love. It wasn't the big comedy and the romance and the, you know... The sitcom, it was really great, and I loved it. I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I I don't know what was my favorite, but I don't think it was this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I did love it a lot. I think someone on YouTube uh, commented that the last episode was like Sherlock Actually or something like yes. that. Because it did feel very British romantic comedy. Yes. I agree. I think this was the best episode this season. Four Sherlock's in a funeral. So, so. <laughs> oh, that's every episode, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. I'd watch that episode. Continue. But um, but yeah, it, I agree. It's not my favorite episode, but I definitely think this was a really strong way to end the series. Uh, definitely a what you know to way to let uh, to end the season for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, there's a you were you were just listing off everything. There's a lot to this episode, and there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, Marissa. Um, I love this episode. I think it was a nice tie-in for the what the whole season three was. Uh, honestly, it wasn't my favorite because I do think Scandal and Belgo Ivory was better, but it was a great episode, and I I don't know, I enjoyed it, and it lets let us you know wanting more oh, yeah. at the end, like every good finale should. Yeah. And, like, I hate to skip to the end, but, of course, what's on everyone's mind is the return of Moriarty. We saw him shoot himself at point-blank range, Mm -hmm. gun in his mouth, brains on the roof, um, and yet he's still somehow alive. And this kind of cliffhanger, to me, speaks to, you know, uh, these rumors of there being a special at the end of the year or there being a a fourth series Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. You know, why tease us in such a fashion if we're going to have to wait another year and a half, two years? Because that's Moffat's style. His style is to tease the F out of the fans. Well, and one of the big criticisms, actually, that Moffat gets for a lot of his shows is that death is not a permanent thing. Mm -hmm. This is something he gets a lot of criticism for in Doctor Who. It's something he's gotten a little bit of criticism for in Sherlock because everybody knew Sherlock didn't die. I don't think we can blame him 100% for that. But if they actually do bring back Moriarty, like if he is alive, then I know a lot of people, especially on Tumblr, have words to say about that, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know if I buy in 100% that Moriarty's still alive. Yeah, no, it could easily be... A plot that he had put in motion before mm-hmm. uh, before his death, in the event of his death, something like that. Um, you know, we're just seeing video footage of him. There's no proof that he is, in fact, alive. Uh, so that is a good point. Yeah, it could also be somebody um, somebody taking on uh, taking on his persona. Yeah. That could be possible. That's true. Copycat kind of person. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but how do you copycat, you know, the concierge of crime? Like somebody who's so powerful and so brilliant, it's going to be hard to take up that kind of a mantle. It'd have to be a real psychopath trying to do it. Um, you know, when it comes He's to, to a good start, yeah. yeah, when it comes to Stephen Moffat's writing style, like the one of the one of the things that I notice all the time that like some people probably take issue with, but that I kind of love is he'll gloss over some of the finer details in favor of just giving us as much story as possible. Like, uh, I can't remember what the moment was in this episode where it was basically like, you know, Sherlock knows some information for no real reason at all. It was Molly and the engagement. Yeah. That is what you're thinking of. When he goes, oh, your engagement's over. Done. Continue. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, yeah. he'll just he'll just dump information into the world, and someone will be like, uh, will be like, wait, how'd you know that? And he'll, and he'll just be like, I just do. Or, yeah. I'm brilliant. And that's, that's fine. And he does that on Doctor Who as well. You know, and maybe it's a little, it, it wears easier here because Sherlock is such a, like, a borderline psychopath. <laughs> He's like, you know, high functioning sociopath. High functioning sociopath. Please. Thank you. Which, yeah. Don't ever get that wrong, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock will have words and, and yeah, mm-hmm. bad things will Not happen. Even words. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. But because he's a high functioning sociopath instead and the rest of the show is grounded in reality, mm-hmm. it's okay when he just knows more than everyone else in the room. Yeah. Versus like in Doctor Who, you need some rules. Here, I feel like you don't need as many rules because reality is providing enough rules for you. Right. I agree. Yeah. Well, that and we 
going back to the beginning of the season, we never really got a straight answer as to how he survived. We had we have speculation and we have what seems to be a story re, you know relate to Anderson but there's still debate on whether or not that was a real conversation so the jury's still out on how exactly he was able to survive that yeah. fall i know a lot of fans were saying that if they don't explain if moriarty is alive and it's not explained then then fans are going to be furious because it's going to be another event where they're like you don't need to know. Like Where they just sort of shrug. Am I the, do, 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 do. Am, the, the show. am I the only one who just who doesn't care? I don't care. I don't care why he's alive. If they bring him back and they give him great material and he, and the stakes are raised even further from season two, I don't care how or why he's alive. I'm just glad that he's there to provide a, a more conflict in a great episode. Mm-hmm. But I would say that you know, as great as the Reichenbach fall was. Moriarty episodes aren't necessarily the best episodes that this show has produced. You know, like, I I don't know. I prefer the first episodes of the first two seasons and then this episode. Fair point. Yeah. All right. I want to I wanna get into it. So we have uh, our villain is finally revealed. Charles Augustus Magnuson. Powerful name. Strong name. You know, not quite a Viking name, but close. <laughs> Good British name. But it's not He's British. Foreign. It's not British. <laughs> it's like a good European name. Yeah. Strong. He's like it's like an oaken shield of a name. Ooh. You know? I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like one of those round oak shields with like the with the metal circle in the middle. Anyway. Um <laughs> banded shield. And he's in this uh in this hearing. Uh uh, lady, Lady Smallwood, <laughs> oh, no. is Are your you? chair? Is your chair sinking? I'm sinking. That's you gotta, fine. you gotta take care of that. I can't take care. of it. Oh boy! All right, you got it. Done. You got it. There you go. Sorry. Well, now I feel short. <sighs> Guys, don't You're worry. Good. I'll sink You're good. again. Yeah. So he's blackmailing Lady Smallwood. This guy, he's the, he's, he's, he's Captain Blackmail. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, he appears to have these magical glasses. They're Google glasses. A magical <laughs> Google glasses. I thought so. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, I kind of want a pair. Just I know. Which turn out to be regular spectacles. And then uh, I love that moment when they when when Sherlock grabs the the glasses. Like these are this is the archive. These are the vaults. And uh, it's like they're regular glasses. And then we cut to Magnuson's point of view again, and it's still showing the data. And I know that I'm not alone. When I for a hot second was like, does he have a, an effing robot eye? He has robot eyes. I was with you on that one. I thought that for a little bit longer than I'm proud of. I blame Almost Human. 100%. Oh, yeah. I blame Almost Human oh, for this. 100%. But- I was positive that it was Contacts, and I blame Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, I I didn't think of it. Because, you know, we always see Sherlock's ways of how he v- visualizes items and people and stuff. And we see the words pop out at the screen. Yeah. That's Sherlock's way of seeing things. And then that was just his file data system of how it was for Magnuson. So, so Marissa is smarter than all of us. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're all dumb. Yeah. No. no, my favorite example of that was when he had the um, the GPS out in front of his face and just the globe and it's just moving super fast. Yeah. I loved that part. So I, I feel really dumb, yeah, for not thinking that he was just, Magnuson was just really, really no, smart. It, it, it was great because if you remember in Sherlock, I believe it was like the pilot episode, you know, Sherlock kind of has a GPS in his mind when he's Tracking the person down, and right when he, he's, he's down thinking that cab, through. Yeah. yeah, he's thinking through London, so he kind of has a GPS. Mm-hmm. But it, there's just the different visuals of how it is for each person. Yeah. yeah, everyone's mind palace, which I didn't realize was like a regular term in Sherlock world. 
Because, like, you Mind know. Mind Right. Because, like, Sherlock and Watson are using it in the first couple episodes this season. Then all of a sudden, Magnuson knows the term, too. You know, I I was thinking you were right. I was thinking that sounded completely ridiculous. But John writes a blog that is available to everyone oh, on the man. internet. Yeah. So if he's saying, you know, oh, Sherlock went to his mind palace, then, you know, somebody like uh, Magnuson, is, who is clearly looking for information on all these people, is going to see that and go, oh, I have that too. Yeah. That's so funny. Right. Regardless of the blog, Magnuson is the one who's blackmailing. He knows everything about everyone. He would know about the mind palace. Right. And he knows a lot about Sherlock. He knows about poor Redbeard. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Redbeard. Did anybody see that coming, finding out what Redbeard was? No. And it was so sad and sweet. It was his one friend. And, like, one of the most, like, wonderful things I think that we've gotten out of this season is getting a peek under the hood at who Sherlock is and who Sherlock was in the past. Mm -hmm. Seeing his family life, learning a bit more about his relationship with Mycroft, learning that he grew up thinking that he was inadequate, that he was stupid, um, you know, especially compared to his brother and his mother. Uh, yeah, whose mother, who's a genius, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's a genius, and then the father, who's just kind of like kind of trying to just stay out of the way. He's the sane one in the relationship, uh, which was just so funny uh, seeing Christmas at their place. Yeah. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Even without, you know, the quarreling lovers who we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Um, Has national security information on it, and you have potatoes on it. <laughs> Are you boys smoking out here? No, it was Mycroft. <laughs> that was awesome. That yeah. was great. And even their mother calls him Mike, and he <laughs> hates it. He uh. hates it. You gave me a proper name, mother. Yeah. Mycroft. <laughs> I love that. What, Mike or Mycroft? The, the fact that he's like, you gave me this name. Why can't you say the whole thing? Uh, that, and I just loved all the nicknames that Sherlock's girlfriend was giving oh, everybody. Oh, Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. <laughs> Can we talk about Janine for a minute? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, John So John finds... Uh, he's, he, the episode starts out, Sherlock's nowhere to be seen. No one's seen him in a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, John finds him in a smack den when he's trying to help out he and Mary's neighbor. And, and there's Sherlock. Uh, great reveal. And he's strung out, and everyone is furious with him. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time, we mentioned it either last week or the week before, that we really hadn't seen any of Sherlock's substance abuse right. problems other than his nicotine habit on this show. And it's very much a part of who he is on this show. It's happened before. Everyone's disappointed in him. Everyone's pissed. Everyone thinks that he's using. He says it's for a case. Mm-hmm. No one believes him. With the empty hearse clubs comes to... Comes to check on him and help search his house. To be discreet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or to get gossip, one of the right. two. Right. And the one thing that he doesn't want anyone to see that he doesn't want Mycroft to see uh, is in his room. And he lets them believe that it's drugs, only to discover that it's Janine from the wedding. And it, in this moment, the entire Sherlock fandom collectively <laughs> lost their minds <laughs> for just like 30 seconds. And it was just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was the same. You know, it, even John Watson was. Or John per- couldn't process it. I felt no. like John. I wasn't able to process it while we were watching. I had the <laughs> same reaction that I had in the first episode when we saw him kiss Molly. Yeah. I went, what? What? Yeah. What? Huh? 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 
they do the thing together and she with his shirt uh, what is happening right now what show am i watching yeah and i'm just like come on knock on my door <laughs> she'll be waiting for you wearing my shirt too no this is not that show uh we were all deeply bothered by it of course ultimately it was all a ruse mm-hmm. which is like so sociopathic and mean because Janine really liked him. I can't believe she fell for it. Well, I she mean. She fell for, well, that's, he's so good at what he does. He yeah, is such I a know, convincing but she liar. Met, but she met the real Sherlock yeah. at the party. And she was really digging him. That's true. I mean, that would, would have been the sign for me had I been her. It's just like, wow, he's acting way nicer than he was at the party. And normal. Uh, you know, like that's, he's acting very normal. This is not a normal person. Right. I, I can't believe that I have this much effect on him that I would change well, him. Well, yeah. surprisingly, she seemed to take it pretty well. Oh, she took it great. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. cool? Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're cool. She made millions, I think. Oh, yeah, from the I gossip think that helps, rags. I, I think that helps ease the pain. She's oh, gonna buy, she she bought a cottage, and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So she's all right. She made out okay. I think she's that's thriving. a pretty good... I, yeah, I think she she came out ahead in this relationship. Right. Cause like, <laughs> she ended how, up in the hospital. She ended up in a cottage. And how long would she have been able to take the slum den that is uh, his apartment in Baker Street? Right. You know? Seriously. It was so sloppy. No woman of her age should be dealing with a man with an apartment that sloppy. That and poor John, he's like, you you took away my chair, and he was like, it was blocking my view <laughs> of yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> oh, which made it even more heartbreaking when he's like, so why does Sherlock think that I'm going to be moving back in? My ch- my chair's back. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, we're getting close to that. We got a lot to talk about the whole Mary situation. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about iTunes. Uh, we're going to give a few shout outs. Folks, thank you so much for keeping this show number one on AfterBuzz TV for three straight weeks. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You are <laughs> beyond the raddest. Blows my mind. Yeah, you're the greatest, especially for a show that only has three episodes this season to be on top the whole time. It's just the raddest. 26, uh, 26 ratings, all five stars. You're all rock stars. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But... The journey does not end here, folks, for Sherlock has not been canceled. There will be more. Sherlock Holmes will return, and so will this podcast. So what can you do to help us remain strong and lean like a Magnuson shield (laughs) in the off-season? I'll tell you. You go to iTunes, slap the show with a rating, give us a review. We absolutely adore it, and it means the world to us. It, It helps with search engine optimization. It's a crazy term that's all about how do people find certain shows? When people search Sherlock podcast, what comes up? The shows with the best ratings, with the most ratings, with the most downloads. So go to iTunes, slap us with a rating, slap us with a review. It makes it so much easier for more people to discover our wonderful show, to talk about this wonderful show. And it means it means the absolute world to us. We wouldn't ask you to do it if it wasn't important. So thank you. Thank you. A um, few shout outs. Folks on iTunes who've reviewed us since last week. Uh, Nachelle Lucas, or Nachelle, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm messing that up. Uh, per, uh, love, five stars, perfect mix of personality and serious show analysis. Aww. Uh, Michael B85, great show. Hey guys, another great show. Heads up, you're gonna love episode three. Michael, you were right. Yep. He called uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vcast52 writes, yay! 
Finally, an After Buzz After Show for Sherlock. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for delivering. I love the interesting perspective on Mary. Keep it up. Um, and you guys had some some YouTube or Twitter. some Twitter shout outs. We, uh, we also got another nice uh, review, I guess, in the last couple hours. Uh, oh, wow. Rogers Lax24. He said, best after show. Again, you guys are hilarious and delightfully awkward at times. <laughs> yes! We do but our But, you know, best. we're awesome. Like we this. did it! We're <laughs> awkward. Great. Great. Um, <laughs> Jinx! I just want to give a shout-out to people on Twitter. Uh, we've got Drama Queen AM, Anna. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Wittalison. Ryan. 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 Um, and Lauren Laws95. Thank you for all of your Twitter support. Yes. And in addition to that, I want to give a, also a Twitter shout out to Asakeen, uh, Krista Joe, and Free Woman X Grape. You guys are awesome. Yes. Thank you. I yes. second all of these Twitter shout outs. These are all amazing people. And yeah. if we missed anybody, you know, we, we love you. Don't, don't take offense. There have been a lot of tweets about Sherlock, and you guys are all awesome. Thank you so, so yes, much. Thank you. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Okay. Well, Yell called it <laughs> from moment one. Mary is a liar. She's not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole first half of this episode is all about John and Sherlock trying to break in to Magnuson's office, steal back these Lady Smallwood Blackwood uh, or blackmail photos of her husband and this... Letters. Uh, yeah, letters. letters and the photos that the 15-year-old sent to him. Right. Racy mm. photos. And um, and they get to the office and find an assassin preparing to lay down the law on Mr. Magnuson. And Sherlock intervenes only to discover <laughs> it is the one and only Mary Morstan. Holy effing S. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, 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 bum. So, uh, Yell, you know, you were right. How are you feeling in this moment? Are you are you <laughs> nervous? Are you shaking? What's going through your mind right now? All right. So I'm almost never right. So this was a huge Which is deal. like an amazing thing for you to admit on the air. Oh, I no. Will. I will admit I'm almost never right, <laughs> which is why I was so right. And I couldn't believe it. And I'm sitting at home watching and I, I started swearing all sorts of profanity because <laughs> I was so excited. And and I want to say that I'm I'm really glad I hadn't watched ahead. Yeah. Because I know that if I had, I wouldn't have said any of my original thoughts. So um, trust me, people. When I don't trust someone, there's usually a reason. Yeah. But I'm usually and usually wrong. it's wrong. <laughs> but exactly. this time it was, it was it was mostly right. As someone on Twitter or someone you... said, <laughs> technically, I suppose. Technically, <laughs> technically, you were right. In that she was uh, she was up to no good in her past life. Uh, as she was trying to set things straight. She was trying to set things straight. CIA. She was a liar. Getting out of her way. She yeah. was a liar, which was Sherlock saw it and ignored it. Yeah. She got that code. Mm-hmm. Skip code. The skip code. Um, and she rem- she. I was right, and that's what's important, guys. <laughs> yeah. She remembered the hotel room in the second episode. I really, really wish we could have all watched the episode together, uh, but scheduling this week didn't work out Mm-mm. because I, that at that moment I was just like, "Yell was right," yeah. yeah, and there was no one around for me to go. She was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it I was felt. like really spot on. Yeah, 
But it was so scary. It was you were so right. I, <laughs> I'm never right. But you the did say she aligned. was going to be a villain or working for a big bad this yes, season. Yes, that is true. I was wrong not about the that. case. She was trying to get rid of any remnants of her former life before John could find out. She used to be a CIA agent. She used to uh, kill people for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not that person anymore. She's trying to be a better person, be a different person. She has this flash drive with all of her secrets on it. And John, you romantic fool, he ah. didn't. He, not only did he not read it, he throws the flash drive into the flames. And he embraces her, the mother of his child. And I'm like, go you, bro. Wouldn't it have been easier to step on the flash drive and not throw it in the fire? I'm no, just saying. No, it wouldn't have. That but. takes force, and a fire does all the work for you. That, and he'd be kind of embarrassed if he stepped on it and didn't break it, yeah. and he had to do it a couple times. It looked times. pretty industrial. It, I don't think... Right, fine. Yeah, yeah you, you know what's interesting? The actual um, initials, A-G-R-A, mm-hmm. that is um, the, the Adventures of Sherlock um, stories... So that that's actually a previous storyline that happened in Adventures of Sherlock. Oh, yeah, that, I that's was like a, what that stood for. It, it's a it's a miniseries. Um, I think it has like four parts, and I think it's like episode three or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I thought that was cool. That is awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah. So. Ultimately, uh, John decides that uh, John is fir- at first is stunned and he's furious. Um, J- uh, Sherlock plays this incredible double cross when he bolts from the hospital. Mm-hmm. He he bolts from the hospital and everyone's trying to find him. He's in one of his bolt holes. Everyone's got a different amount of bolt holes that he has. Um, <laughs> and uh, is that the best term, by the way? Yeah, bolt holes. You know, when you bolt, it's a hole you hide in. Yeah. Yeah. It duh. made sense. Oh, it made sense. Um, my favorite was Molly for a hot second on the screen. And uh, she's like, you know, one of them is, is, uh, is, I have a spare room in my apartment. I mean, it's my bedroom, but I, I sleep in a different room. We, we agreed we need personal space. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Ah, she, ah, Molly. Molly. Oh, Molly. I just want the best for her I and her marriage so is off. I was so mad at him this episode when he was just like, when she's slapping him. Yeah. And she's like, how dare you do this to your friends? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry your engagement didn't work out. Like, I know he's not exactly Mr. Sensitive, mm-hmm. but come on, Sherlock. Yeah. Even you have to understand that that's not cool. Come on, Cheryl. Well, you know better than that, Shirley Poo. This means that Molly and Lestrade can get together. Oh, my oh, God. I want Greg to hook up with someone. Molly. We want, we, oh, look, we all want <laughs> Greg to hook up with someone and to be happy for once in his life. I don't see that coupling working out. Why? I don't see it working out because she's obsessed with Sherlock and it will never end. It will never end. At this point, she's not going to change her ways. A leopard does not change its spots. So you're saying that she's never going to be with someone? I'm saying she's holding out, waiting for the well, real thing. And so was, she's not going to be with someone. And there anyone. was, honestly, yeah. there was enough in this episode for the people who ship Molly and Sherlock to be satisfied because when he was bleeding out, who was the person he was thinking of the most? It was, it was Molly. It, it was Molly. Way to it encourage was... the shippers. <laughs> I, am, I am all for that. Um, <laughs> she's granted, the captain of the ship. Yeah, yes, I've never been a captain before. I like this. <laughs> idea. I, I hope you're watching this podcast just to see the sheer raw delight <laughs> on Megan Salinas's face when she realized she was the captain of I'm this a ship. Captain. Anyway, 
That's the face I made when I was right. Oh wow. <laughs> Did you put your did you put your hands did you on do your the hips full too Superman and, like, pose? Superman? No, I had to grab hold of the table because I could not believe what was happening. Because you were just shaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there was enough in here, yeah. and I it was that was a very interesting scene in and of itself. Just when he got shot and his well, mental I, process. I want to yeah. talk about that in a second. I just want to finish this. Uh, yeah, that's this Mary thing because that's that whole sequence is really really great. Um, so uh, after he he bolts. Mary goes to Mary asks uh, Anderson where he would have gone. Right. She's the only person who would think to ask him. Sherlock knows this, and uh, he plays this whole game using cell phones and speakerphones and a dummy. Not really a dummy, but he sure felt like one. Doctor John Watson was. Was anyone surprised that it was Watson? No, I was. For a minute, no. I did think it was a dummy, but then when she pointed out. When they when they weren't showing the face, I was like, "Well, is that a dummy?" And then, right before the reveal, I was like, "Okay, John's sitting there. That's yeah. what's going on I, right I, now." I kind of figured it might be John because before, the, like maybe a minute before all that happened, that John was also kind of second guessing Mary after the Claire de Lune mm-hmm. uh, prefer, perfume realization that you know he was thinking, and then and then Sherlock wanted to tell John. You kind of knew that like Sherlock was on his way to go tell him, and then that you know. They just had to reveal it both at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed that, uh, you know, John Watson, he just has to muss his hair up just a little bit, and it looks suddenly as buoyant and curly as Benedict Cumberbatch's do. Mm-hmm. Did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and the lights have to be off. Yeah. He has to wear the, the coat. coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, like, a tragic scene with the look on his face, how yeah. furious he is. And then finally, during Christmas, we get this flashback of, you know how they resolve it and he sits her down like a client i thought um, that was a flash forward no it, well the christmas, the was, christmas the flash was a flash forward, forward. we yeah. skip ahead to christmas and then we flash back to this stuff which was I an read. interesting okay. choice i, I didn't like the it. christmas was a flash forward yeah i didn't like that they did the that. back and forth you would have liked yeah. it better if they had just let the scene play mm-hmm. out and it, then jumped forward to christmas yeah, I think it would have. I, I personally just would have liked it to be chronological. I it, think jumping it, forward to do a flashback. It felt a little. It felt a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for for a minute I was like, wait, we were just in the middle of something. Is it Christmas now? What's happening? Yeah, uh, I I didn't mind it jumping back and forth because even though it was nonlinear, the storyline was still progressing forward. Yeah, right. so it I still th- made sense in an exposition in two different times i think i didn't mind it up until they flashed back and then i was like well wait why why did we bother to jump ahead in the first place mm-hmm. so, I, I think i mean it didn't bother me it was a very showy way of storytelling it was kind of like stephen moffat saying ha, 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 look what i can do but i didn't mind because i i liked the way that it unfolded and that i was still unsure of how their um, how their relationships were at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like okay, they're still together, but they're not talking. They're furious. You know, maybe we'll reveal things that way. But then we actually got to see the scene, and I was relieved that we got to see it. You know, it just it worked. It worked for me. Okay, I, liked I think it. there would have been more dramatic tension if they had let. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. it would have been better if they had let the scene play out, and then we jump ahead to Christmas and find out. Oh, you know, he's still really mad. Right. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that I loved seeing Billy Higgins at Christmas. Oh, it was so funny. He is he is the greatest sidekick, junkie sidekick 
protege any, anyone could ask for. Yeah, I love how quickly he jumped on he, he jumped on the Sherlock train, and that he's also kind of brilliant, mm-hmm. which like didn't get explained. And I'm kind of wondering who he is, and I feel like somehow that's the red that like he's the one to be watching, and that somehow he is new Moriarty or he's like Moriarty's little brother Ooh. or something like that because he's like way too smart and he's just right there the same way that Mary was just right there do you know what I mean yeah he's right there in the open so I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now <laughs> Billy Wiggins you're nefarious Ooh. boom what do you think the odds are of two two predictions like that being right I think the odds are good I think the odds are very, very good. I think I've hit my limit of being correct, and I'm not going to even try. <laughs> and I will never hit my limit of being correct because the sky's the limit for me. Um, that's what I've learned through my time here at AfterBuzz TV. Yeah. I am, Reach for the stars, man. Yep, solid eighty percent success rate. I'm basing that's that. A on, that's base, good. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing, but I'm pretty sure it's right. Okay, so uh, Megan, you were talking about earlier. This kind of like mind palace bullet time negotiation of how to survive, um, which like if you're thinking about it in terms of how fast this thought process is going on, he's making a lot of calculations in less than a second, which is unbelievable Mm -hmm. Um, as everyone in his life appears to him in a vision to as he figures out the best way to survive all the things that are going to try to kill him, how to handle it one step at a time. And I just, I love this sequence. If you think about it, it's like life flashing before your eyes. But for Sherlock, it's his calculations and his people and his life flashing by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I thought it was great, though, like how they executed it. Very smart. That was, yeah, it was this very interesting scene. And I thought all his calculations with like, okay, what's the best way to fall forward? You know, is it better to fall forward or fall back? Uh no. And yeah, exactly. Seeing everybody in his life. I was hoping for a quick glimpse of Irene Adler in this moment. And they mentioned her. Moriarty mentioned her really quick. Um, alas, we'll have to wait till next season, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, and it was very interesting to see what what you know what was able to bring him back from the brink. It was I have to go protect my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, my my friend is the one thing that's standing between me and death right now, and I have to save him. Yeah, which I is sweet. loved it. I yeah. thought you know, I mean, I was just complaining about the way that they did the rest of it with the Christmas and the flashbacks and whatever, because that was very showy. But this was very showy, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly what we needed for this episode. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a device, but it was one that is a natural extension of what this show already delivers. It mm-hmm. didn't feel out of place. And it was appropriate for what he was going through mentally and physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And it felt like, you know, kind of the Sherlock take on what the Sherlock Holmes films with Robert Downey Jr. did in sort of his fight sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's breaking down a problem step by step, except instead of like, oh, I'm going to dismantle this big dude because this is an action movie. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to figure out how to survive and continue fighting the good fight with my mind, which is far stronger. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it was, it was a cool way because we see it might have been just a way to show the audience that this is why he won't die. This is how he thinks before anything, anything can harm him. 
Uh, like so, his ways of survival, and it might have been because maybe they because they didn't show us how he really survived. Yeah. Air quotes. Um, on the first episode of this season, maybe this was the way to tell the audience, "Hey, this is what Sherlock goes through every time he's in peril." You know. So I, I mean, I like the visualization. It was a nice way to get another way to get into his head. Mm-hmm. Well, I I would I would love to see what went through his mind. Before the uh, the Reichenbach fall, that <laughs> yeah. would because yeah. that, that's got to be even more fascinating. Who did he talk to? Has and, anybody ever seen the Great Mouse Detective by any of chance? Of course. <laughs> Who hasn't? My favorite part of the movie when they get out of the quick death trap and he's rattling off all these um, mathematical calculations that in actuality make no sense. I think at one point he says like take the square root of a triangle and it's like what does that even mean? <laughs> You're not using math anymore. <laughs> I kind of felt like that a little bit for this see uh, for this scene. Only in a much more dramatic setting. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Uh, wasn't there a moment in one of the flashbacks? I want to say it was the one where Sherlock was actually explaining how he's surviving the, the the fall. That there was a quick, brief moment where they showed the audience like his exit plan, like going across roofs, up and down mm-hmm. ladders, and stuff. So maybe that was another quick visualization that we saw, but didn't really think about it of his exit plan and how oh. he survived. Hmm. Um. One, another thing about this episode, and I think it's it's part partly because of how it's structured, and partly because of who our villain was and how he was played and stuff like that. This episode to me felt like uh, a Bond film where the action was all internal and it was all emotional action instead of big action. For like just this this character of of Magnuson like felt like. It, it felt a lot like Tomorrow Never Dies, which was also about a ruthless newspaper man who was going to, he was going to use information, but he also was going to use a drill to, like, take over the world. <laughs> I don't remember that movie very well. Now I want to see a scene with Magnus and petting a cat in a swivel chair, yeah. going, no, Mr. Holmes, I expect you to die. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. Holmes, my vault is in my mind palace, <laughs> you know. Um, you are not the only one to compare it to a Bond film. I've definitely seen a lot of articles and reviews about the episode saying that it was very Bond-esque. Uh, he's a very different... I mean, they're they're all obviously very super intelligent, but he's a very different than Moriarty... A different villain than Moriarty was. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's all about gaining power and, and keeping power. He's, you know, trying to maintain his personal status quo and continue to edge his way up the ladder versus Moriarty, who's interested in chaos and has this obsession with Sherlock. You know, uh, Magnuson's obsession was more about finding a way to control him. And that's why he kidnapped John in the first episode Mm -hmm. of this season. Uh, yeah. And we finally get his rationale for that. And he's like, okay, I'm only doing this. In this roundabout way, he's only going after Mary to get to John, to get to Sherlock, to get to Mycroft. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very roundabout way of going about things, but it worked. It 100% works. And uh, he left Sherlock with no options. Sherlock had made a grave miscalculation mm-hmm. um, in not realizing that there were no physical files which, of all this stuff. Which is, a, is kind of an issue. Uh, he's... Magnuson says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a newspaper man. You're wondering where all the information came from in the first place. No, I'm wondering, 
he's a journalist. Yeah. You need something to support your information. If you have no physical support, you are opening yourself to slanderous lawsuits. You're you're opening your, yourself up to it. However, however, this guy is smart enough and intimidating enough. He's a shark. He's not going to let anything pierce the veneer. He's going to make you believe that he has it and you'll believe him. Yeah, like that's yeah. how they set this guy up. And I felt like he was very much like Hannibal Lecter in, in the beginning <laughs> scenes and <laughs> the end. I, yeah. I felt, I felt, I really did feel like that because he, he gets under your skin. He, he reads people and he's very cold and calculated like yeah. that. So I got a lot of which Lecter, is, Hannibal Lecter vibe. Which is why it's cool. He's, he's the, he's the brother of Mads Mikkelsen who plays Hannibal on Hannibal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's all related. It's all relative. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all, all relative. <laughs> To All in the take family. a completely different take on that, there's a quote from Sergeant Bilko, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for knowing a quote from Sergeant Bilko. Why? But um, Why a lot of people don't you? like that movie. <laughs> but um, they don't, okay. ne- you know, we don't need to be holding four aces if they think we're holding four aces. And that's basically his whole play. Right. It's, it's one long bluff. He's just good enough at it and has been doing it long enough that, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm, I hate to be using a Star Wars reference, but it's like, uh, you don't need to see our identification. I don't <laughs> I'm need just to see saying that well, as journalists and you're looking for. getting it out there, once it's something, you know, the internet is a good testament to this. Once something is out there, regardless of whether it's true or not, it could spread like wildfow- pla- uh, wildfire. Ugh. <laughs> and um, even if the truth does come out later, it's enough to ruin a reputation, to ruin a career. It's enough to ruin lives. Even if the truth does come out later that, oh, yeah, I guess we messed up. Or, oh, yeah, I guess our source was unreliable. Yeah. But, I'm just saying as a journalist, he needs to be able to have sources and, and evidence to back up his claims. Typically, journalists all. are also supposed to have integrity. And he does not yeah, seem journalistic to be. integrity. Yeah. But <laughs> integrity is irrelevant, guys. Right. But if you think about it, there are hard copies that exist that he actually physically read to. Yeah, he would have had to uh, see them. To acquire all this information. So he may not own them himself, but they are out there. That's how he got the information in the first place. And honestly, if he tried hard enough, he could probably get anything he wanted. Uh-huh. And and even if he did say something, um, they're going to be like, prove it. And he's going to direct someone exactly where all those files are. Mm-hmm. Right. Apple door. <laughs> Apple door. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, Sherlock steals John Watson's gun, and blammo, blasts Magnuson in the head with a bunch of witnesses watching, Mm -hmm. all these government agents, and he's sentenced to exile. MI6 style. He's going to go work on this suicide mission. He'll be dead in six months. Damn. Flies away. Only and we and the and the credits start to roll. We get the music and it's an immediate fake out, mm-hmm. and we we get the Moriarty reveal. He's alive. O M G. But I, I I have to admit I don't know if he's alive. I yeah I think that's still up for debate. You know it's one of those we'll we'll see things. Mm-hmm. I found it. I actually found that Sherlock shot Magnuson in the head more shocking than Moriarty coming back. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I think the reveal of Mary 
Um, and even, her whole yeah. story was even way more dramatic, and there was way more time to that storyline than there was to the reveal of Moriarty or even taking down Magnuson. Yeah, I agree. I definitely was more shocked. <laughs> well, let, let <laughs> me. This is just a shocking episode. Let me. Uh, let me just. Let me ask the question. So, Mary and John, we've liked them together before now. Uh, we now know her past. John seems to have forgiven her or is trying to. He says he's going to be pissed for a long time, but he still wants her. He still loves her. How do we feel about the two of them now? I At first, I wasn't really happy that he was like, nah, okay, I'm getting over it. I'm dealing with it. Uh, but as they explain that he he's seeking out this trouble and this danger, and when uh, Sherlock is exiled, he says, you know, take care of him. And she says, I'll keep him in trouble. And he said, that's my girl. And I was like, okay, I get it. And I think the reason I can handle it and I can accept this is because John said, I'm going to be mad for a while and I'm going to bring it up. And I was like, okay, as long as everyone's (laughs) understanding that he's going to keep bringing it up, then that's fine. Yeah, and that seems to be like a normal couple thing too. Like couples who get into fights will bring up stuff from like – previous fights and was like, mm-hmm. I thought we were over that. But no, and I this was a huge thing, so he has every right to bring it back yep. up in as many arguments as he needs to. But um I still like them together. I still think they work. And honestly, I I agree with Sherlock. John kind of does it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. He has every opportunity to walk away from helping Sherlock on cases. And he didn't have to pick someone like Mary, but he was attracted to her for certain reasons. And those reasons happen to be that she's dangerous. And he didn't necessarily pick up on that um, on a conscious level, but he definitely picked up on it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And that's why he fell for her in the first place. So yeah. John does it to himself. And if he's willing to stay after having been lied to, I think that they can work. I think they can make it work. Yeah. What do you think, Marissa? Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, to go off of that, um, you know, Sherlock and Mary both um, point out John's faults and it, that he's attracted to this borderline psychopath, sociopath people. Mm-hmm. And then so John realizes he has faults as a person and he realizes Mary has faults as a person. And then when he actually, you know, tried to reconcile with Mary, Mary seemed genuinely sincere. Like she really wanted to get over her past. She really wanted John in her life and she was really genuinely sorry about it. So I think having that truth between two people can really, you know, you work at relationships. They're not going to be perfect, but, you know, if this is the person you want to stay with and like, love for the rest of your life, you're going to work it out. And yeah. You're going to be fine, I think. And, I mean, they have a kid together. That, that kind of, you that's know. That's the <laughs> other thing to really consider is that, yeah, they have a kid on the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, I wouldn't mind having baby mama who, if anyone came after my baby, could blow their head off. Right. That's, that's kind true. of rad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they're they're the team. Like, that's the thing is, like, she had this past life, but she was, you know, she was in her own way. She was a soldier, too. It was, you know, a little more clandestine than what John was doing, a little less honorable because she's, you know, she's an assassin instead of being on the front lines. Yeah, but an ass- who says that an assassin for the CIA is less honorable? I do. Okay. <laughs> than, a, than, than a soldier Let the doctor. Show. <laughs> you know, like it just uh, not necessarily that, you know, every country needs they're, you know, soldiers who fight in more clandestine ways, who 
are aren't able to leave the darkness but are still protecting lives. So I'm not going to say that there's anything wrong with that or that they're not protecting people. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, especially from if we're talking about Britain, where honor is such such a big thing and has such a history, the honor of being in battle. And I know that that's no longer it's 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 a far cry from how we felt about honor in battle in say World War One, mm-hmm. but. You know, you've got this guy who saved people, who uh, helps people, prevents them from dying, was on the front lines, had PTSD. And you've got someone who, you know, uh, did contract killings for the American government and then ran away when things got too hot and stole someone's identity. Okay. Very, very different stories. Right. However, she genuinely wants to be a better person than she was. She absolutely loves John. I don't doubt that for a second. She will love this baby so much, and she will make, give it the best life that she possibly can. And I think that as a couple, they work well together, and she gives him the right level of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, yeah. she knows how to handle him. And you know, it seemed almost like like unnatural how well she was able to handle him until we realized her past. You know, here being an intelligence officer, you know how to read people and to play people, and she can read John like a telephone book. Yeah. Well, what I really like about her, just what we've liked since the beginning, is how well she fits into this team. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I'd hate to see that team go away. I I love the idea of. Sherlock having his little band together and I think she fits into this group so so well to the point where she compliments both John and Sherlock yeah, really well. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um anything else before we head into predictions? My shirt? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yale is wearing a shirt. It says I don't understand. I, um, can I turn around? I don't know, can you? I uh, and on the back, it says... On the back, it says, I still don't understand. Uh, a, an obvious call to uh, when Magnuson is showing off his mind ballast. <laughs> is he telling John, yeah. you should make a shirt. You should make a shirt. And that Did, should be the back of the didn't shirt. Didn't you say the BBC was selling t-shirts? The BBS, BBC is selling the t-shirts for 17 pounds. Uh, this is a t-shirt and a Sharpie. <laughs> I, for like $5. Yeah, the, the shirt was I definitely know, a pack of six. Yeah, I know which one I can afford. So, great. Um, I just got to say for the, the whole mind vault, uh, the, um, you know, the, the Apple door for Magnuson, I thought that was just beautifully shot. The cinematography. I'm like, wow, for someone's eidetic mind he has great cinematography <laughs> i mean that's the show but i thought it was just amazing like how he sees his world and how he goes to places and because you know sherlock is more like fast-paced here or like kind of mm-hmm. very erratic and then um his was Magnus very rustic it's yeah. Very, yeah it's very like soothing very uh, meditative kind of because yeah. he just sits there and stares into the void and so I liked seeing someone else's visual mind process mm-hmm. instead of Sherlock's. I think also his his mm-hmm. his the movements yeah. were beautiful. He was dancing with his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very, very great. elegant. Yes. You know, like a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no giant drills. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, you know what, before predictions, really, really quickly, um, how do you feel about, about this season? We only get three episodes a season. Uh, this one, very different from the two we've gotten in the past. 
it's uh it's definitely a transition season as we kind of get a glimpse of what the show will become in the future. It's embracing a lot of the quirk that has been introduced in the first two seasons, embracing the whole team effort element. Um, you know, that there are all these people behind him, the people who helped him stay alive, uh, the people who help him on case to case, accepting that uh, Sherlock is solving cases all the time, so not every episode needs to be a lone case. How do you feel about this season? I loved this season. I think we we got enough story and we got to know everybody, which was really great. Uh, the characters that we've met, we met this season were so different. The The villains were different. Um, I liked introducing more people into their into their pod, so it's not just them and Mrs. Hudson and sometimes Lestrade. Uh, I really liked, you know, meeting all these people, and I can't wait to see more of Billy Wiggins. <laughs> um, I the season ended, and I felt very um, satisfied. Yeah. I was like, great, we have a beginning. We've kind of explained in a way that I will accept how he lived, uh, regardless of whether I believe it. I'm accepting that that's what we're learning. There's this wedding that happened there's love there's um you know this woman who i didn't trust all season and then it paid off <laughs> and it was great to because after they revealed it i was like oh okay like i'll i'm good i get it uh and she's staying around even better and then it ended and concluded and was great and there was no point where i was like well i don't i don't want to wait another three years i understand that the moriarty thing is supposed to be exciting and and cliffhangery but i'm like okay i can wait for that that's no problem mm -hmm. so it was satisfying and i loved it and i am looking forward to more but i'm not in a rush all right megan you're content i yes. like that <laughs> i really liked this season i know a lot of people weren't super fond of the change of pace um that's a lot of you know, a lot of the humor that was incorporated into the, especially the first two episodes, I know that put a lot of people off. I enjoyed it. I think especially after some of the hard-hitting stuff that we got in the Reichenbach fall, mm -hmm. I think it was a nice bit of levity. And I, I agree with you. This season wrapped up really well. Mm -hmm. um, stuff that was incorporated in episode one paid off. And I like that episode one was very much, uh, we're getting the band back together. And they, they did. They brought back everybody I really cared about. They brought back Molly and Lestrade. And they, you know, they show that this is Sherlock's family. Um, and we actually get information on his actual family. Yeah. So I thought a lot of great character insight this season. A lot of funny stuff, even though that didn't necessarily jive with a lot of people. And a lot of payoff uh, from the stuff that, you know, is introduced to the stuff we wrap up with. I think that's great. I, I'm kind of with you guys on the Moriarty stuff. I I don't buy 100% that he's back. Um I think it's great that there's something to carry us into the next season and that it brought Sherlock back literally after four minutes to save him from exile. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I again, it's one of those things where I am content. I am yeah. with Yell. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I agree with uh, both of you as of right now because with the Moriarty thing, I'm sh we can wait because that's someone we've already seen before. Mm -hmm. Had they opened up a whole new case, I think it would have been more cliffhanger uh, esque. And um, for but I liked the pace of. Season three, yes, it was faster. It was a little bit more erratic and all over the place. But I loved how Sherlock's character got more developed. 
he had, we saw his family and his background where he's from. And we saw his pressure points, his weaknesses. I mean, we, we all kind of knew that, but they were more touched upon mm-hmm. um, this season. And then we also, you know, you know we, we see his character growth and his humor because he's making light of things now, which, like, he's just a little bit more personable. And maybe, you know, John is rubbing off him. All these people are rubbing off on him. Yeah, I don't think he would have been like that if it hadn't been for John's friendship. No, and I don't think audiences as a whole would still be attached to someone who's as sociopathic as he claims that he is. You know, we'll keep watching Sherlock because he's fascinating and and he solves all these crimes in an amazing way, but why would we like a character and root for our protagonist when he's not, you know, kind and sociable in that sense? So I liked how they're making Sherlock a more genuine guy. Yeah. And uh, overall, I did enjoy this season. And, you know, the season's actually out on DVD February 11th. Oh, wow. 2014. Oh, wow. You're looking Fast. for a Valentine's Day present. Yeah, perfect <laughs> yeah. timing. So <laughs> we can we can watch these episodes again in the not-too-distant future. Beautiful. All right, let's do some formal predictions. We're going to get out of here. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Okay. Now, I know I normally go last, but I just want to point something out before I hand it over to everybody, I'm and then I'll, I'll finish it. So... Uh, the final bit of this episode takes place on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day when they deal with Magnuson, uh, and then Sherlock shoots him. I have to assume that sending Sherlock out of the country happens in the next couple of days, if not the day after, uh, because they need to get rid of him quickly before there's an inquiry. I So if we do wind up getting a special... A Christmas special or a special on New Year's, it would make sense because the cliffhanger is at Christmas time. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to let everybody go, and then I'm going to finish my predictions. Yeah. Well, now I'm all <laughs> now I'm all thinking. Hold on. Um, okay. Uh, yes to that, um, and also I. I think that Moriarty is not alive. I think that either he set something up that will take that he was like, great, this will happen, um, or that someone else is is working. Maybe Billy. Um, everything we've said so far. <laughs> That's those are my <laughs> theories. Um, uh, the baby's gonna come. I think within the next, either the special or the, by the second episode of the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, is it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to maintain what I said at since the beginning of the episode. I don't think Moriarty's still alive. I think this is something that he hatched either before he died or it's somebody else taking up the mantle. Um, one of the two. I also think that the baby's going to come. I think it's going to be a girl, and they're going to name her Cheryl or Cheryl, something along those Shirley. lines. Shirley. <laughs> Shirley. I love that. That's that's my prediction. Okay. Um, I would love to see this Sherlock's protege. His, because he, you know, shows Billy. up in this episode, which we haven't really we glossed over him. But I, I'd like to see his character develop more, and Sherlock kind of take on an apprentice in that. Uh, sort of way. I think that would be fun to watch. Uh, obviously, the baby's going to come. And you know what? I don't know. I'm just excited for season three. Yeah. So. Four. Four. Season four. Four. Sorry. 
four. We, everybody waited for so long for season three. Yeah. I think. yeah, I think we're still in that mode. Yeah, it's almost like, oh, oh wow, we did get a third season. Oh, man, we just watched it, huh? Oh, wow. And okay. I can't Over. wait for season three. Oh, darn. I've been yeah. saying that for two years. I know. <laughs> um, I, I agree with Marissa. I would love to see Billy come on as Sherlock's protege only to betray him because he's totally, totally untrustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, That's it, Twitter people. Harass him now. Harass <laughs> me all the time. Harass me whenever you want. Tell me what you think of this new hairdo. <laughs> um, I'm trying Doing to. That right I'm, now. I'm debating. I'm debating about it. It's weird. It's I, my my girlfriend flat ironed my hair. I feel like a member of One Direction. That's not like me boasting. That's like this is terrible. <laughs> um, and nothing against One Direction. I'm not trying to court that level of hate. Uh, but Chandler. yeah, I'm I'm gonna say baby's coming. Uh, Billy Wiggins totally. I'm going to throw this out there. He might have been Moriarty's lover. Mm. <laughs> Moriarty always struck me as swung both ways. Oh, kind yeah. of like a weird... Like, you never called. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. So I'm wondering if the Did You Miss Me footage will get a reveal that it was like a private message <laughs> to him while he was away or like something weird like that. I could be totally off base. That would be but hilarious. That would be hilarious. Okay. Uh, uh, wait, wait! I just want to say I think Irene will be back next season. Great. Yes, that I was is say good that is prediction. Irene. Okay, hopefully naked. That's uh, that's that's enough. Okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> there will never be enough of that. Yeah. But uh, that's all. That's all for us this season. Thank you so much for watching or listening all season long. You've been the best. Uh, please continue to support us in our time off. We do a bunch of other shows. We're gonna let you know about them right now. Yell, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on AfterBuzz on the Grim Lost Girl Intelligence Arrow Tomorrow People, uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Damn, girl, you're doing a lot of shows. Who are you, Matt Lieberman? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I'm that guy. Sure, I'm forgetting a show. But also, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's y a e l dot tv, and on Twitter and Instagram at yelltegel. Y a e l t y g i e l. Okay, Megan Salinas. Between the three of you, I feel like such an underachiever. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. Uh, you can also find me on the Afterbus for Agents of Shield and for Almost Human. Okay, Marissa. All right, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. I also do Glee, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Parenthood. Nashville, and I also do the Anatomy of a Movie Network, which is like AfterBuzz TV, but for movies, it's Sweet. fun. You should listen Super to cool. it. Yeah. It's awesome. Super cool. And so if you love movies, do that. And yeah, and I'm here at AfterBuzz every day doing all these shows. So you can find me in random shows in the booth. So Okay. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N uh, here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, with a lot of these people on a bunch of different shows. Uh, I do Almost Human and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Megan. I do Lost Girl with Yell. Uh, both of them are going to be doing Doctor Who Classics with me, hopefully yeah, uh, before March. We're figuring out how to schedule that. Uh, also doing Justified. Helix on Sci-Fi, which you should totally watch. Banshee on Cinemax. Uh, Cougar Town. Uh, I might be missing something. There's going to be more stuff in the spring. Yeah. I am so busy and crazy, <laughs> but I love all of you. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you hopefully not in two years, but a lot sooner. Keep rating yeah. and commenting. Yes, keep rating and commenting. Be well, my friends. 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here, and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs>